everybody. Finally. Yesterday was going to be the, the, the beginning of the show, but we realized it was the third game of the NBA Finals. And also, I forgot to enable live streaming for the channel. So I decided to delay it one, you know, basically 24 hours. But we're here. I'm Hannibal. And I'm with the St. Louis' own uh, Mr. <laughs> Bet on You. What up, uh, what up, what up? Big P, as I call him now. Pedro, how are you doing, my friend? Well, since Boston won yesterday, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Oh, I guess we would get right into it, goddammit. So I decided to start another business venture, right? I decided to start my new life as a degenerate gambler. <laughs> I put <laughs> I put $50 before the series began. I put $50 on the Warriors to win the series because I thought three-pointers, Stephen Curry, let's, you know, it's going to happen, right? Like, the Celtics were great, but they've been going some back and forth. They lost some games that they should have won. So I was like, yeah, man, they, you know, they got clay. They, they've been here before. And I knew, I forgot, I saw something that was some kind of stat. I don't know. It was probably on ESPN saying Celtics has 80-something percent chance of winning the series. And I was like, the hell ESPN knows. I'm going to put this $50 bet. <laughs> and I, you know, they lost it. They lost yesterday and I don't feel too good about it. So Pedro, you've, you actually told me this before the game started. They're yes. going to, they're going to win big. So yes. obviously, you know what you're doing. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on my bet. Do you think I'm going to win this bet outright? Well, oh, it's only been three games. So I think if the Warriors would come back and win. I wouldn't be surprised, but to me, the Celtics are a deeper team. The more they're more athletic, uh, they're, they play better defense overall a little bit. I think that makes a difference because I think offensively they balance each other out. Um, Curry's having a great series. I mean, he's, I mean, he's really having a great series. Like what he's doing is not even talked about enough, but Clay's too inconsistent. Draymond Green is extremely overrated in my opinion. And uh, I think the Celtics are a better team overall. So that's why I had them going in. So, but you know what? So far, you've been like the Nostradamus. Basically, usually what you said actually is been occurring. Like Pedro, every before every game, he texts me. He already, he's like, hey, listen, I already got the scoop. You know, this is going to happen. Yep. Yeah, this is going to happen. So, so far, so good. And before uh, we continue, we'll say every, hi to everybody that's in the chat. We see everyone. We see some new faces. I see some. Regular faces, see John McCain. I was in another live stream just a couple minutes ago. He was in that one. Now he's in this one. Appreciate everyone that came in. And you know what? I'm going to put this one up right here real quick. Draymond Green is overrated as... <laughs> Facts. No. Okay. Facts. All right. Draymond is... He's important for a, for a lot of reasons, right? Like, there's things that he's doing that's not necessarily going to be on any kind of, like, stat. He he has a level of aggression that no other no other light skins in the in the in the team have. He has <laughs> level of aggression. He, he don't have it. Like you're right. Curry doesn't invoke that kind of aggression. Clay doesn't. They just shoot threes. Uh, but Draymond is. But Draymond can't shoot. His no. his that angle. The it looks like he's trying to shoot a dart. Like you know he, he takes a three. And I'm like he, oh, please don't don't know like. His offensive game is such a it's, liability. It's Putrid, yeah. It's he's he is a very smart basketball player. He can do a lot of things pretty well. He's good defensively, 
really good passer, excellent screener. You know, he sees plays before they happen. You know, he's very his his basketball savvy and his intellect is next level. Like he's he's very good. Offensively, he is an extreme liability. And I look back to even 2015, no, 2016, when he had so many technical fouls that he missed game game five. He, you know, uh, he, he got so many technical fouls throughout the playoffs that he missed game five and that allowed LeBron to they won game five, LeBron yeah. won game six. LeBron that, was like the, that was like the the excuse every Warriors fan said. Well, if Draymond was in that game, that that may have not happened. It, it, it may not have, but I it think he, he's, you know, the, the interesting thing about the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green specifically is he was really, really good baseball basketball player at Michigan State. I mean, he was he's he's a great basketball player, but in the NBA, these guys got into a perfect situation. You know, Draymond Green's on a perfect team with two of the all-time best shooters, two of the top five, in my opinion, best shooters of the history of basketball on the same team at the same time. And he happens to be a catalyst to that. So he's riding the coattails of the light skins, right? That's what he's doing. That's what call he's riding their coattails and he holds, it's a, it's he a holds good everything. Mix of players, right? it's, like, a good, it's, it's a good mix. They drafted well, but he's for me, he's extremely overrated. I do like Draymond as an analyst. His podcast is next level. Mm. I do like I do like him there, but watching him play basketball sometimes is it's very hard to watch because he's I think he thinks he's a little better than he is, and he's not to me, he's not he's he's smart, but uh, yesterday was one of the worst games I've seen a professional athlete play. He had two points, he played 35 minutes, he had two points. I think he had five assists, five fouls, and four rebounds, and he played 34 minutes. Yeah. Right. Right now, I could probably get two points in the NBA game if somebody fouled me. I could get two free throws <laughs> and okay. go sit down. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, score Dennis on Robin, anybody. He is. He is like people forget. Like Dennis, Dennis Rodman, and uh, when he played in the Pistons, he was score. He could score. Yeah. He just decided I, I, I don't want to care about that. I just going to defend and you know have twenty rebounds and. Yeah. A lot of other like really like known defensive, even like the the bad bad boys, or even. Like at Knicks, and I know I'm gonna I'm bring up the Knicks a lot, guys. I'm sorry, I live here in New York City, but back in the '90s, they had a dude named Charles Oakley, and yeah. he had a better shot than Draymond. And Charles yeah. Oakley would beat up anybody physically. Like people were scared of Charles Oakley, but he had a better jump shot than Draymond. Draymond is like his his arm broke, and then like it healed wrong, and then like oh, it's just it, it's somebody actually put a in a comment who had a worse looking shot, Sean Merriman or Draymond. Well, Marion, Marion, he actually would, he would actually make shots though. And yeah. I think with Draymond, he's not being aggressive enough. So when I say offensive liability, he's literally if you if you watch those games, he's he's not even looking to shoot. So when when the other team knows that, then you're playing a good defensive team like Boston has five defenders. They only got to guard four dudes, and yeah. they know they he's know not that. confident like yeah. that. He'll have the ball at the top of the key. And they already know he's going to pass the ball. And then sometimes they'll, he'll shoot it and they, like, they know it's going to hit everything but inside the yeah. net. Yeah. I mean, Steph, he, Steph Curry's of, carrying him. He, he, Steph Curry played phenomenal yeah. yesterday and the, the other two games. So he's been, I mean, he's been lights out. It's almost like when he misses, it, you're some more surprised than when he makes it. And that's extremely rare for a guy that shoots three pointers. He's shooting at such a high, high pace right now. It's crazy. Yeah. I, 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 I'm like you said, it's only three games. Things change. They may get, you know, Celtics may get blown out. They may get blown out because that's how it is now in the NBA uh, playoffs. It's 
once a team gets really, really hot, they're like, all right, F it. We'll try next game. I'm like, all right, just take everyone out. We'll try next game. We'll get blown out by 20, 30. Um, I don't feel too good about it. I think, especially if Marcus Smart is going to is going to get 20 points, over 20 points a game, you're not going to win, <laughs> right? Because no. Tatum is going to get his. Jalen Brown's going to get his. But if Marcus Smart is hitting three-pointers and looking fly and also defending you, yeah. I don't see I don't see them winning. You can't yeah. have those three hot. It just doesn't work. It, um, yeah. So I don't know. That fifty dollars is probably burned. It. I mean, you, 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 you you next know, next time, next time, wow. like next time, you just need to text me. Hey, Pedro, what, <laughs> what, what bet you place, and then I'll take care. Yeah, you know, be good. <laughs> I, I see you you pass you play some bets as well, right? I, I placed one yesterday and I did pretty well. Yeah. All right. Because I, I saw what? the writing on the wall. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Well, this is the NBA Finals, so it's going to be you know, but a whole year of all you know this show. Maybe you could drop some picks, you know, some NBA picks, you know, Pedro's picks. Sure. Yeah. Then get mad with you when they don't win. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you want to do that. Because uh, people are like, I bet this yeah. money, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need Because you know, that's the thing about betting. Like, I started it with the uh, the end of the NFL season a little bit. And when you, when you win, you feel fantastic. You feel oh, great. Sure. And sometimes you get too overconfident. Start betting more. Listen, betting, more. Bet, betting games is not a is not a side hustle or income, whatever you just said you're trying to start, <laughs> proceed with caution, okay? <laughs> okay, so it's not, okay, we're not going to talk about gig work, yeah, but you're yeah. saying, uh, pay, you know, that kind of stuff is not, okay, fair yeah, enough, yeah. fair enough, but, um, so what is your pick? Who Who's going to win game four? Uh, I got the Celtics game four, I have the Warriors game five, and I think game six could go either way, but I, I initially I said Boston in seven, because I think they've been a good road team, I could see them winning game seven in Golden State, but um now I think they might win in game six. So I, I think Boston's ready. I think a lot happens with Steph, how healthy he is. I know he he said he's gonna be okay, but if he's not hundred percent, that team has no chance. It's yeah. even you know, they 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 literally without Steph Curry, if he's not a hundred percent, they got they have no chance at all. Because even if Thompson he had a bounce back game, he I thought he played really good yesterday. They got nobody else that can score. Wiggins is a complimentary, he's not a main guy. I think the Celtics got Brown and Tatum to me, you know, that tandem is just too much to overcome. I think so. I see a comment. I want to respond to and it. And Pedro, if you want to jump right in as well. Uh, basketball has seriously changed from LJ. Centers <laughs> shooting threes instead of being under the, you know, the hole, you know, absolutely under the hole for a dunk or a hook shot. Hook shot. Yeah, you way old school. <laughs> I'm old school and I love the old school. Now we're both old as well, right? Uh, how do you like? I the, the 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 threes is get out of hand sometimes. I was like, yeah, they're gonna shoot that three. Oh, yeah, they're gonna. There is no. There's a very rare that you'll see a you know a big go towards the basket, post up. And it's like give me the ball. Like I don't like that Shaq. You know what I mean? Oh, we'll go over the next again. Patrick Ewing was like, yo yo, I'm back. Hey hey, pass the ball, and then he does his thing. He may get doubled, then he passed out. It's now. It's, yeah, just launch the threes. And you win and die by you, right. You lose. You can lose a game and win a game by the three point shot. Yeah. And is it just a different game? I mean, what's your thoughts? Have you enjoyed basketball more than the '90s? It's the same. Like, what's well? What I'm I'm never gonna say I enjoy it now more than the '90s because I'm a Chicago boy. So in the '90s, the Bulls won six championships. So that's that. the pinnacle, right? That it doesn't get better than that, right? But for me, I think we have to understand basketball has always evolved. So you know, it, you know. Do I want to watch? I don't mind watching games if the threes are, you know, 
analytics has taken over every sport, not just yeah. basketball. So analytically, these guys, if they're shooting a high percentage from three, that's a it's a better shot than some of the two pointers, right? So, or even driving to the lane. And I think it actually makes for a better pace of a game because the more times you have, you know, you think about Patrick Ewan sweating on the foul line, right? Yeah, I love Patrick Ewan, but like I don't want to see a guy shoot free throws. I want a fast game. I want the pace. And when you when you have guys actually driving and maybe dunking, which we have that, you got the threes, you're going to have fast breaks. It's going to make for a more enjoyable game. I'm not really for the, you know, back to the, uh, the, the back to the basket. Like, I think that's we have to understand also that these kids growing up in AAU ball, everything's being coached. That's where it starts. So you got these stretch fives, like the commenter said, all the fives and the fours can shoot threes because I have to have to be able to do that in order to get into the league. Right. Yeah. There isn't, that's just the way the, the game has evolved. And Seth Curry has a lot to do with that, you know, because he's not a big, but he's a three ball shooter and he's changed the game quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think right now I'm an old school guy because of MJ and stuff, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of really, really great talented basketball players in today's NBA. And I, I think we need to give them a little more credit um, than we do. I think, you know, there's, there's some great ballers out here and, you know, you think about back in the 90s, there was a lot of good ones as well. But the rules have changed. You can't hand check anymore. You used to be able to hand check back yeah, in the day. So the game's just different. Yeah. I mean, it's like talking baseball. If you're talking Babe Ruth or do you like Babe Ruth or do you like Mike Trout? Like it's a different game. Like you can't compare the two. So one thing that I have noticed and we, we could transition to the next uh, topic is the way the game is covered by the media. I don't remember this happening in the nineties. Maybe it did with some, maybe some, some news, some probably some writers or some newspapers or, or some sports talk radio was more provocative, like maybe, but the way that and we're talking about, we're talking about Stephen A. Smith, Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, um, uh, Kendrick Perkins. I think I put him in there now. Colin, uh, Colin, Colin Reddick, Calvert, I, you know, Reddick, yeah. the way they, communicate and the way they talk it obviously helps the game because they will say something so outrageous such a hot take what about the other guy they, they kicked him off the espn Rollin, no ryan like he just said the worst takes i think he they just oh hollins uh he was an ex-player but he he said a few things that were like what yeah ridiculous yeah he compared i think uh yeah he was he was he was he, he had a couple bad takes. yeah he had a couple bad takes yeah but the way sometimes they come across very, uh, I would say a little disrespectful of how they speak about professional athletes. But I could be, you know, that's why I'm asking you. Sometimes the way the basketball player, the athlete responds to it, it seems like it's always the target of, well, I can't believe what Cameron Durant said. But it's like the way Stephen A. Smith saying, you know, like, oh, it was APB out on a player. He didn't show up. He should be embarrassed himself. <laughs> A lot of stuff that's for TV, for entertainment, because I don't yes. look at Stephen A. Smith as a journalist anymore. I think he stopped writing and he stopped being a journalist a long time ago. He is an entertainer. He's a personality. Yeah. yeah. Where Skip says, I, I trust Clay more than uh, uh, Curry. Like, just saying outrageous stuff. Either you're a LeBron lover or a LeBron hater, the Skip is. Does that help the game? And as an athlete, should you even respond to this stuff or ignore it? I know a lot of athletes mm. want it. Bond, like what's your thoughts on this situation it's tough man i think uh i think we've always kind of had this like you mentioned the newspapers and i remember the guy jim rome 
remember oh, Jim yeah, Rome back in the early 2000s. You know, he was oh, kind of a Cowherd, personality. I think he's still doing Cowherd, still doing his thing. But I think that Stephen A is a personality. You know, I, I do respect him in some regards because he's built up his brand and, you know, he's not afraid to say his mind. He'll go at guys. I think he's articulate. He's well-spoken, you know. But at the end of the day, like, we have to understand, you know, he's just the face of the ESPN. So, like, they're going to – it's like a, he's, he's a personality, right? What I, what I think is we need to have the commentators like that. We need it because – we need to have people asking questions from a different perspective, right? Because um, they're a fan too. You know, Steve, Stephen A. Smith's a big uh, Philadelphia Sixers fan. He covered. He was a beat writer for the Sixers back in the day. He's been in the sports media for like almost thirty years, I think. So, you know, he he knows what he's talking about a little bit. Right. But like, we got to understand he's a personality. So, for me, what I like is, I like these new young younger like JJ Redick, uh, uh, CJ McCollum. Kendrick Perkins, some of these guys, I really enjoy their intake, their their takes because they just recently kind of played, so they ha- they understand the dynamic there. But then they're also they're really good anal- anal- uh, analysts, right? And they can break the game down in a way that Stephen A. and Skip and those guys can't do it because they didn't play at that level. Yeah. So I, I I think it's we're at this time right now. You know, Draymond Green has a podcast, and you know, even if you look at like NFL, right? The people that are going in the booth now are ex players. Right. So Tony Romo is he's for CBS. He does a fantastic job calling games because he has that quarterback mind. So we don't have John Madden and some Pat Summerall, some old guys talking about and they never played before. We're getting this crop of these guys that played. So for me, it's fun to watch and listen to the to them because their perspective is very different. They're talking from a place of experience versus a place of an, uh, an opinion. Um, and I think we have a some of you mentioned Kevin Durant. For me, he's a little soft. Like he's a little sensitive. He gets, you know, he takes everything. He's got burner Twitter accounts. Like he's a little, he does a little too much um, in my opinion, but I do like having like Draymond Green's podcast. Like I said earlier, I think it's really good. He's a smart guy. I think he's challenging the old head narrative of how athletes should be talked to and, you know, stuff like that. And I think that that's good. I think that's the way it's going. Um, I think athletes are kind of getting, taking some of that power back a little bit. I think, and I think that's good, but we need Stephen A. Smith and those guys because you, you got to have both. You can't just have, you got to have an outsider also questioning some things because sometimes when he says something or he has a hot take, it actually makes sense. Like he's mm-hmm. actually, you know, he got some, there's some valid, some valid points that he makes, I think. Yeah. I guess my, my concern, or at least my thought, sometimes I feel like they get, they do, even the, the sports commentators can get a little personal. And they sound like fans sometimes, where they should be more of a professional like look. And you can still you can still explain things without necessarily being hyperbolic or like that's that's something the fans do. When you go to like you go to the you know the park, right? Or you go to a cookout, or you go into like the barbershop and you talk about basketball, you know, those yeah, those opinions are gonna be over the top. Yeah, Kevin Rand's a bum ass like you say those things, but the way Skip comes out or Stephen yeah. A sometimes it's like uh, you, you're like would you say this per- say this to their face because you, you come across a little off and I know Stephen A has like this persona like they got my number they can contact me and like, very, like all right bro he sounded just like him when he said that yeah well <laughs> yeah he's from Queens but I'm not from Queens but the same idea is like all right bro you know this your aggressive tone would not be there if you was a, like you're oh, you're 50 something years old like 
calm down a little bit. But it's, I know, like you said, it's all about entertainment. Um, I was going to ask someone to actually put in a, a comment about uh, Patrick Beverly. Like, what's <laughs> Patrick Beverly? Uh, he's oh man, Patrick. Beverly. And he's, he's currently in the he's, he plays in the yeah. league. So I was yeah. like. The first time I saw a little bit of his clips is the way he was just attacking Chris Paul. It's yeah, like, he's 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 a little delusional. He's, yeah, he's a he's a extreme role player. I and mean, listen, any anybody in the NBA, even the guy at the end of the bench, is extremely talented, right? Yeah, yeah. And so is he. So is he. He plays major minutes, and he's you know he's a good player. But like, don't talk about Chris Paul. You're not even you're not even a, a tenth of his level, right? You're not going to the Hall of Fame. Chris Paul is, you know. So I just think. Patrick Beverly is another one of those guys. It's just he he does a little too much for me. But I, I didn't want to miss his comment from my man uh, John Malik Malika Andrews is fine as hell. He got my vote. Listen, Malika Andrews is the best looking woman on TV right now, hands down. John, I agree. With She's likable too. She oh, she, yeah, she, she does a great she, job too. Yeah, I like I like I I don't like I don't like Richard Jefferson. I don't know, maybe because he played in for the Nets for a while and he was a little annoying. Always he's, li- he's, he's, light, he's a light skin. Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> he thinks like he thinks he's smart than everybody else. Like it's a little it's, it's tone. I don't know what it is, but I would at least say that the the dynamic between her, him, and Kendrick, it's they got it's a good thing good. going. It's like it's a good, good, like you said, progression of you know, and, and Kendrick, <laughs> I just every time Kendrick says something kind of off. Someone like on Twitter will put his like low life, low life <laughs> uh, clips of him passing the ball to I don't know who, and then get, Kevin get on. Looking yeah. at him like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> uh, he definitely got an NBA because he was a big giant dude, but apparently, in I think his high school or college, he he like oh, put, he put up like beast. crazy numbers. Yeah, like, I mean, anybody in the NBA is there's a thing. Uh, Brian Scalabrini, I don't know if you remember him. Old, oh yeah, yeah, white, white mama. Guy. So white mama. So his his take is I'm closer to LeBron than anybody is to him. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably we gotta understand these guys. Like we could clown that uh, Kendrick Perkins is a bum. No, yeah. he's not a bum. He's an NBA player. He started. He won a championship. So he's a bum. And maybe in rel- if you compare him to LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, but everybody's a bum compared to those kind of guys, right? So that's why I'm saying the idea that some of the commentators are just a little over the top. Like, that's what we should be saying. We're fans. We're not professionals. Yeah. We're going to say outrageous things because we don't have the time to research all the stats. We don't have, like, that's not our job. Like, that's their job. But to get the, the viral, like, post and yeah. stuff, they will just say some ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why I have a problem with it. But also, it just gets the clicks and views. Now, I don't watch full episodes of First Take. I don't watch full Neither episodes. Neither do I. Yeah, I watch on I YouTube. Yeah, Exactly. And get the clip and they're like, all right, let me watch this and see what they have to say. Because I can't sit there an hour and a half of, like, Skip and Shannon, every episode, they disagree on every topic. How is that possible? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big Skate Bayless fan at all. I've never have been. Um him and Jalen Rose went back at it, you know, years ago. And Jalen oh, Rose, Rose got him. Oh, yeah. Rose, God, I'm so good. Yeah. I'm a big Jalen Rose fan, by the way, too. But I think he does phenomenal work. And his po- he has a podcast, too, with the one guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, Anyways, so, but yeah, Skip Bayless is a little much for me. Um, Shannon, he's a personality, too. I think we got to realize these guys are, you know, clicks and views. They want ratings, you know. And I think that, you know, that's what it is. And I like that we have these 
a guy like JJ Reddick, like he's he knows what he's talking about. Oh, he'd be, he be giving it to Stephen A. I've seen he'd be giving it, and I, I think it, I think it makes for great TV. I think Stephen respects that, you know, and and you know, I think it's good that we got some of these current or freshly retired guys giving their perspective on the game and, in a way that the other guys couldn't really do. So, yeah, and and, I, and I'll still defend the, the other side a little bit. Like, if you spend you know decades following the game in a close and, and, and very in, in intimate way, you have some insights as well because you can compare different errors. You can kind of do that. But, you know, as much as I don't think Restbook, Restbook is no longer a good player anymore, I'm not saying you don't have to call him Restbook or whatever. Like, yeah. I get the, the 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 comments, but I don't know, as a professional media, and you're not doing entertainment, but I guess like you said, they all do entertainment. Calling him Restbook, like... Is that is that a professional take? You know what I mean? Like, I understand it. it's a it's an entertainment venue, uh, I guess platform. It is. It is. I think we. I, I, it's hard for me to feel bad for a guy making forty five million dollars a year. <laughs> so you could call me anything you want. You want to pay, and I'm I'm playing a professional sport. I love you know. Yeah. It's, and it makes I and mean, Westbrook. It's catchy. We're talking about it now. You know, Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer though. So, you know, I, I just wish I wish some of these athletes had a little more toughness sometimes. I think, you know, I look at guys like him and, you know, KD, him and KD had their thing. Guys like Patrick Beverly or guys like James Harden or Ben Simmons. Or, I wish they just had a little more uh, like Giannis or Jordan or Kobe in them. You know, guys are just like, you know what? I don't care what anybody says around me. I'm going to win. I'm going to train. I'm going to do, you know, they just care a little bit too much. I think it's maybe a different generation, obviously. Right. Maybe that has something to do with it, but I just wish they would stop listening to the noise as much and just focus on the game because these guys are all super talented guys. There's no reason James Harden should have fallen off the cliff like he did. There's no reason Westbrook shouldn't actually attack the basket every single time because nobody could guard him. He should never have to shoot a three-pointer to where mm-hmm. anybody even calls you Westbrook because nobody can guard. You know, I just wish they would like just do that instead because they're making 40 plus million a year. So, it's hard to feel bad for somebody that's making that kind of money. Just true, is. true. But I guess we can learn something about it. I think that, and this is something that goes with everybody here, even the ones who are checking this out. When you spend too much time on social media, like I am conflicted with this idea because I need social media to do, you know, do what we do, like do what we do, right? Yeah. With other channels, other projects. I have to be on the internet, but I know it's not helpful for my mental health to see mm-hmm. things. So I, I can imagine, and we have both have experienced this. Absolutely. If someone is saying something about you, how it affects you. And we're not, we're not making $40 million a year. Right. We're not, you know, let's say having tons and tons of people that are, who are relying on us for, you know I mean, they, we, they do, but you know what I mean? Like it's not the same yeah. prepared, like they're, they're companies and entities amongst themselves. Right. But when someone is writing about you or how do you avoid that? Now I yeah. think Jordan did not have to deal with that. Right. Even though Jordan was basically dominating, but he was doing things off the court that nowadays, all that would have been like he, I'm sure yeah. he's happy. He did not have to deal with the social media age. Jordan where, wouldn't be Jordan if Jordan was playing right now. He would obviously be Jordan from a perspective of championships and numbers and things, but he would not be the global icon because Jordan was a rough dude. 
Yeah. Jordan Williams. Degenerate gambler. Uh, Yeah, like kind of a womanizer a little bit. I think, I think he, you know, kind of a jerk to his teammates, right? He would, he would have been dragged. A former player would have probably posted or had a conversation, a post about his experiences. So, so they didn't have to deal with that, right? So it's easy for like the like James Worthy said, all the NBA players do now is shoot threes, tweet, and get tattoos. I thought that was hilarious. Like, he's, not, he's not wrong. There's a lot of NBA players that that's what they do. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is if the social media was available back then, because these the same athletes, you know, type A personalities, they think they're the best ever. They've, you know, they probably were told that since they were, you know, junior high. I'm sure they would have gone down that role and tweeted and I, my recommendation, if I knew someone that was starting to be in the league and they were actually going to take a professional, I would say, Hey, your Twitter should really just go to your management team or something. Don't use it. Like, don't go on there. Keep like, keep it like, you know, like Tom Brady, he says a funny joke, peace out. I think even when Kobe was, did a couple of tweets back that he didn't, they were just too focused on what they're doing. And I think, I think that's a bad idea. Like Kevin Durant should not be on Twitter as often he, no, he does. He, he shouldn't. He's so talented. He's, he's too talented for that. And he cares too much. He doesn't eat. He, he says he enjoys Twitter. Like why? All you do is see how they call you a snake. And right now you look pretty good because if Kevin Durant was still on that team, I don't think they have a problem winning the championship. Oh, because, no. If he didn't you know, leave, they would, they, they would continue to win probably. Yeah. I mean, come on. But it's like, he's on there. He's going back and forth with Stephen A. Smith. And it's like, do you, I'm, you have to have other things going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what I would do. Like if I, if we get to a point where I'm so busy, I'm running around and stuff, would I be on social media as often? Probably not. Because the more you do, the more people go out and criticize. And, you know, yeah. some people, criticism is cool, but some of it just gets way out of the next, like next yeah. level stuff. It's hard though, not to look at it sometimes for humans, right? You know, like we want to, we want to see what people think. We want, mm-hmm. we want, we want, um, we want, we want affirmation. We want people to like us. You know, like I think a, some, some people are built like that. Others aren't, but some are. And I think some basketball players are and others aren't. I look at somebody like Giannis. I don't think he cares. He's got his brothers, his family, his kids. He's trying to win championships. That's his life. He's not a flashy dude. You know, I think KD's a little different. You know, James Harden, they're in the club. They were strippers. They were porn stars. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're on Twitter. It's a different lifestyle. It's a different you know, and they, they want to know what everybody's got going on, what, what Stephen A's saying about me today. You know, I, I imagine what is Draymond thinking, like, about, is he reading what people are saying about him today? Because he got dragged all day. Draymond had a horrible game. He got dragged. And I know he's got an opinion about it. He even said he had a bad game. So how much does he look into that? And Is it going to mess him up for the next game or is it going to motivate him? I don't know, right? But yeah. I think, you know, we're all guilty of that on some level, I think. So, uh, you know, I I always admired uh, LeBron when uh, at the beginning of every playoff game, he will, you know, I forgot the term he used, but he will stop using social media. Like, okay, playoff time. Let me focus. I think a lot of athletes and a lot, a lot of us, sometimes we, we need to focus on something important in our lives. We really should not be on social media as often. Like I said, I, I guess I have to find ways to still gather news and information, especially as yeah. we do this in a way where you don't, because that's the problem with the social media, the way the the apps are conditioning you, they put news to get you to have an emotional reaction, to put something to get you either upset. A lot of it is upset. They want you to keep looking. They want you to go in the comments. They want you to argue in the comments. 
And they know that. Obviously, Nick Wright knows that. Of the out, like we ain't going to Nick Wright, but man, he sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of Nick Wright. I, I don't. I've seen him. I've seen some stuff on like maybe TikTok from him or something. But I don't. I know of him, but I don't watch his show. I couldn't tell you what channel he's on. I don't. I don't know a lot about Nick Wright and where he yeah. stands. He comes on but before Skip and Shannon, so he's on Fox uh, Sports on Fox. with some other okay. Chris Bussard, I think I don't know if he he jumps in both channels, but it's. If you want to really get good, and I guess we can just talk about it. if you want to get really good basketball content, it's all on YouTube. Some of these like really fantastic creators, they break things down. They don't have to necessarily have the name calling. Like a lot of this breakdown, and because they put time in, they put time in their content. Um, a lot of you don't even see their face. It's just like, explaining, oh, what happened in this situation, what happened in that situation. Yeah, that's where it is, where people are putting really good effort and being really honest with it, and not necessarily saying clickbaity viral video type stuff about how this guy's a bum. And I like, they'll say, Hey, how like, well, I saw a really good one about um, Carmelo Anthony, why it didn't work out in New York. And it's put like a little, like it's kind of like a documentary type style. And you kind of understand their point of view. Cause yeah. every documentary has a narrative. Like, okay, I can see why those things happen to why this happened. That result where, you know, Carmelo Anthony did not win a championship in New York. So like, there's, there's, there's a way of doing it to be entertaining, but you know, I still catch the VIP clip. So what, what can I say? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to watch it sometimes because that's what's pushed out too, right? That's what yeah. it's, you know, that's what, that's what's popular. And that's what the algorithm is going to like is people are watching it and it, it's hard to cipher through and find the good stuff, but you bring up a good point. A lot of the good analytic stuff and the, the reporting or the opinions is from the smaller channels or smaller outlets or whatnot. So, yeah. A good point, uh, Bobby. Uh, black holes don't win championships. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's Carmelo. That that's literally Carmelo Anthony. Like that ball's gonna go to him and ain't coming back out. Yeah, but Carmelo, Carmelo was a beast with the Knicks. We forget how good he oh, was. Yeah, yeah, I mean okay. they made at least a respectable team. Like Amari came first, and he was yeah he was almost an MVP kind of candidate. Like he was. Just, yeah. Then like Carmelo came. And then he got hurt. And then Jeremy Lin, I mean, you don't want to, I could talk about this all day about Jeremy Lin, like, but things didn't work <laughs> out clearly. Yeah, but we have, a, we have a decent team. We have a decent team. It's still underperformed. But uh, with the with the Brooklyn uh, Nets, I have three sensitive men. That's not a way. Yeah, three yeah, sensitive yeah. men. And I got Kyrie, you know, Sage burning. This basketball is not important to me. I'm like, that's great. That's, that's something you want to hear from Sue Star. You want to give him max, a max contract. Oh my God, that's that talented. He's probably Kyrie Irving. Is, if you look at just talent, what he can do on a court, talent wise, mm-hmm. shooting, dribbling, all you know, all the facets. It's not many more guys' talent. More He's a talented, magician. Kyrie Irving. He oh, is, wizard or something. It's amazing. It's amazing. Maybe the earth is flat because his way of understanding how to play. Let's not go too far. We might lose some people here. Let's, not. <laughs> Let's uh, at least get to 10 episodes before we Yeah, right before. Yes, it's like you guys are spreading uh, some kind of dark information. But he doesn't, he just, he says, he said this basketball is not my life. I'm like, oh, it's actually it is because you put all your 10,000 hours of work into yeah. this craft. I'm not saying that's all you are, but. To say it's not a big part of my life doesn't make a lot of sense. Then I got KD that wants to be on Twitter, but he still plays pretty well at a high level. So it's like, all right, man, that's that's just who you are. And then I got Ben Simmons. Now, I want to talk about this a long time ago, but I'll go real quick because I want to talk about um, the album between, you know, Mr. T and uh, Kendrick. But I feel like Ben Simmons is still a very accomplished basketball player. 
And obviously, we don't know exactly how he what he's going through because he's not talking. And I, I don't like that about athletes, certain athletes. Like even with Cap, speak. Yes. I want to hear from you. What do yes. you think? Not all your other folks are talking. What are you, what's going on? And he hasn't done that. So we are speculating. Does yeah. he have some PS, you know, like post-traumatic stress because of what happened in Philly? Is he really, is his back really messed up that he couldn't help in the playoffs that he quit on his team? Um, the Nets has some questions about that. And we really trashed him for quitting. Because he kind of, you can say he quit, right? I but I feel so. like other athletes, like Simone Biles that happened in Olympics, um, Naomi Nakasaka, tennis player, they mm-hmm. quit matches. Uh, you know, Simone Biles, she quit a team event. It wasn't an a individual. She quit. She was like, yeah, I've got the twisties. I'm, you guys will do great. Uh, she put on a jacket. And they had, like, you know, the silver medal. But they probably should have had gold. But they, we 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 respect them for taking their mental health first. We respect them for for not you know it's not just play dribble shove and dribble. Why would have Ben Simmons is actually going through that and we just trashed him and maybe because he's a man and I know we pretend that you know men and women like we we kind of make it seem like we all kind of look at him the same. Mm-hmm. But we we don't clearly with Ben Simmons like what happened, bro? Like you quit. You said, you said like, it yourself in the beginning. He, yeah. the, the, the difference be, between him and Simone Biles and the uh, tennis player, uh, Naomi, those young women spoke. They got up in front of a microphone and talked about it. Ben Simmons hasn't done that. Yeah. So that's for me, that's the difference, right? I think if Ben Simmons would say, hey, my back is hurt. It's really, really hurt. You know, you know, Philly was tough. I, I'm looking at my longevity. I'm looking at this, I, you know, taking the doctors, whatever. And you would get in front, get in front of it and actually have some conversations. I'm not ready mentally to play yet, but I'm working, you know, I think we wouldn't have made a big deal about it, but because he just sits there he's got his Gucci on, he's got his big chain, he's smiling, he's cracking jokes. And it's like, he looks like he's got no worries, which he shouldn't because he's making a ton of money and he's a young dude, you know, like he shouldn't have a lot of worries, but I think he's, I think Philly screwed him up a little bit. I think a lot of people talk about how you can't shoot. That's why he doesn't. I think I think he's got a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, he's not from here. He's from Australia, right? I think he's from yeah. Australia. So his mind might not be, you know, it's different culturally. There might be some differences there. I don't know. But if he would get in front of it like those like Simone Biles did, I think it it would be viewed upon a little bit different. Yeah, so, I think that's the, you know, you got it right. I think he needs to express himself. Maybe he's not ready to do that, but I think that's what's going to happen. Um, he is needed in Brooklyn. They're not going to win without him. No, they won't. At least got to play, play defense, pass the ball. Just that's what you got to do. Pass the ball. We don't necessarily need you to shoot, but you can still finish. Still young. Uh, you need pass Simmons to score uh, 12 to 15 points a game. Yeah, that's uh, all you, you need. Know, eight, to, eight to 10 assists, eight to 10 rebounds, right? And yeah. that's all you need because you got KD's going to get 30. Uh, Kyrie's going to get 25, 26 on average. He may jump, he may hit a, he get 40 or 50. Just, yeah, yeah. but on average, you know, Kyrie will get 25, 26. KD's going to be the main guy, but yeah, they see Ben Simmons to play defense and distribute the ball, be a big body, right? Yeah. Defensively, he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. I just think, I think Philly got him. Philly's a tough place to play, bro. I think Philly got him up here a little bit, and yeah. I think he hasn't bounced back from that yet. So, yeah, uh, hope, hopefully he does. Hopefully he finds like the right uh, support because it is a lot of mental. And it'd be nice if he actually rebounds from this and plays really well next season. 
And I would like to know, like, wh- what happened? Like, what was some? Because what he's going through, obviously, like I say, he's still being taken care of. He's not going to, you know, be out in the street. But I feel like there's so many people, especially men, that are having some issues with either. Well, it could be a, lots of different reasons. Uh, yeah. Just having things not going well. I'm um, dealing with social social media and looking at things and just feeling terrible to compare, you know, comparing yourself to other people that you, they may seem successful. It's a lot to deal with, especially with these athletes. So I was always say like, you know, Skip Bayless sucks for the most part. He's a little annoying. <laughs> the one yeah. thing he does is pretty, I, I look at it as a good idea. He says he never looks at his mentions on Twitter. He doesn't look at it. He tweets. He has no idea what the hell anyone's thinking. He said he tried it a while ago, like years ago. It, he realized it messed with him. He all, he does not look at his mentions. And I think Stephen A. does look at his mentions, obviously, because he's always going back and forth. But sure, he was like, I know myself. I'm not going to look. And I think that's all, obviously has worked out for him. Yeah, I think you got you to know yourself and what you're willing to take and how you take things and how, you know, I think we're all different. But Skip Bayless is like, I mean, I don't know. I think extra. He's extra, man. <laughs> but, you know, they're all kind of extra in their own way. They're a personality. For me, it's like wrestling. They're like just entertainers. They're just, you know. And then now we got these these previously previous athletes that are still playing or just got done playing. And now they're kind of, I feel like they're, they're taking, they're doing Stephen A, Skips, Nick Wright. They're doing their jobs better in some ways. Because, mm-hmm. and I think, I think the audience is seeing that. Like, hold up. JJ Reddick's maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit better. Jalen Rose might be a little bit better than Stephen A because it's not just the antics. It's not, you know, Stephen A talks loud and is expressive because he that's that's what he does. You know, these, these other guys are going to talk and they're, they're going to bring their actual point, right? So I think it's interesting. I think we, like I said in the beginning, I think we need both because they do complement each other. There's, there's pros and cons on both sides, but Skip is a clown, though. I don't, I've never <laughs> been a fan of Skip. I thought when Jalen Rose put him in his place, you know, what was that like 15 years ago? Yeah, that was a while ago. That, that was, was back in uh, yeah, first, the first, the first take over there, oh, Cold Pizza, like one of those uh, debates. Yeah, he, he was on first take. It's when Skip Bayless and Stephen A were on the show and Jalen came on. This might have been like 2008, 2009. I don't know. But he he, <laughs> he called him Pistol Pete. No, he called him uh, Water Gun Pete or something <laughs> like that. Because he was, you know, Skip used to play and he was good in high school, but then he averaged like one point. And Jalen just, buried him and now he's, then he got off first take and you know skips doing his thing but like it's not he hasn't been the same he's yeah, it, it's yeah. a is your approach to communicating about people and when you got yep got able to take it because you dish it out so that you know yeah um sure. before i didn't realize we we went so far ahead with the basketball talk let's just jump into um the topic of the best hip hop album of 2022 so far, because it's been yeah. six months in. And one articles that we popped up, or at least what I was looking at, Pusha T. And Pusha T was basically claiming that his album that came out, It's Almost Dry, is the album of the year. And he said this very recently. He didn't say this like before, you know, other albums came out. He said, I think at least maybe last week. Mm-hmm. And the question is that I have is, because right now there's a few albums. Actually, I got we got actually. I'm gonna send you a list, Pedro. Some other albums that you may actually enjoy. I haven't listened to them yet, but um, Pusha C. It's really the, the two main albums to me. It's Kendrick Lamar's uh, Mr. Morale and High Steppers, and mm-hmm. Almost Dry. Mm-hmm. Um, my thoughts. I think 
Kendrick Lamar is going to probably win like the more critical awards. He's probably going to win a Grammy. He's gonna, I think he's going to win a Grammy at this point. Yeah, Grammy's a, the Lamar. issue is you got Post Malone's going to drop an album. And if they put he, Post he Malone out, in there, I even listened to it. I, I heard but if they put him in the rap, you know how that works. Yeah. Post, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. might get it, but Kendrick should probably get it. I think he will. So I think that's where I, I, I think that's where they're going to probably go. But me personally, mm-hmm. and this may surprise you, I've listened to the Pusha T's album way more than, uh, than Kendrick's. Even though I think he came, you know, Pusha's came out earlier. A couple weeks ago, yeah, a few weeks yeah. earlier. I don't understand it for me. Well, I guess I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I like listening to people talk about selling drugs. Oh, and that's all. Put, okay, hold up. Let me step before you go. <laughs> Every album for Pusha T is yes. the same. Okay, mm-hmm. he, talk, he talks about Coke, drugs. Yes. Islands, mm-hmm. boats, hose, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like absolutely his connect, his plug, that every single song, Brambleton mm-hmm. from the beginning of you know, I'm looking yeah. at here Diet Coke. Hey, it's a banger. I've listened to the album probably four or five times, but yeah, every song, and he actually said this. He said he makes he knows his albums are the same and he makes his music for a certain demographic. So he's yeah. winning in that way. I mean, and his flow is fantastic. So I can't argue with that. But that's the talent, right? Like how I think he'd been talking about pushing Coke since I was in high school. Like how oh, <laughs> like yeah. it's been yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah, clip. Those clips, right? Him and his uh Yeah. I guy. mean, yeah. and he's able to continue to talk about the same topic. Like imagine us, like, you know, we you know, creators and YouTube creators, and I don't know if it's a common theme now, we don't even discuss it in detail, but everyone's getting tired of talking about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your team was like? Imagine he had a YouTube channel and he went 20 years posting videos about the same thing. <laughs> and he has done it. And at a, at a high level, actually his last two albums, high level because he, you know, obviously he's with uh, Kanye. And yeah. that's the reason, the, that's the, probably the biggest reason why I think I like um, Pusha T's album. He has like the two best producers that I enjoy. He got, he got, he got Pharrell in there and he got uh, Kanye. Kanye making equal parts of the album with the, you know, the beats that work for him. Yeah. Um, so you remember, I mean, that, that song goes, it's so cold. And yeah. it's just, I, I mean, it's more, maybe that's more commercial than Mr. Morale. Um, it's not as important. I or don't, maybe I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know if it's more commercial. I mean, I don't think you're going to hear a lot of push your T on. I don't know. It depends on the region. Probably definitely depends, depends on where you are. The region. I think you'll hear more push your T and maybe some clubs and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think Kendrick, you'll hear more maybe on a radio station. I don't know. That's a good one. I don't think I've heard Pusha T on my local radio station, but maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong. I don't know. But um, so that's my pick. Now again, so I hold think- on. Are you, are you saying? Hold on. Let me let me stop the press. Here. <laughs> well, we got Bud Soda and Hector all listening. Pull my gig, gig All right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat what Hannibal just said. I think <laughs> I think he's saying the Pusha T album is better. Than the Kendrick Lamar album. Is that what you're saying? That sounds like I'm like a basic, like a basic bitch here. But yes, I have enjoyed <laughs> that album more. Okay, you enjoy it more or you think it's a better album? For me, there's that's two different things. Or both. Do you enjoy it anyway? Okay, you know what? Yeah, I think I think Push T's album is better. <laughs> I, I gotta go. I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> You put Kanye's production in there and then Pharrell's. Now, maybe he didn't have those two to guide it. I don't know. I feel like 
Kendrick's album is more important. It's actually, I think he's actually he's trying to do something. Like he's 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 expressed himself. Push is not expressing himself at all. I don't think last time. Oh, as much as he's talked about selling, did he ever sell anything? He's been I, richer than long and I have been. <laughs> you know, you know, like, I have, you know, I have no idea. With hip hop, you got to, I think we got to understand. Some of these guys came, you know, they're from the streets or from the hood. They they sold some dope on it, you know. What, but some of them don't. All time you know, who, stuff. Who, yeah. Really, yeah, who really know? Is he selling like he? Did he have the life that he had? That no. He's portraying? It's absolutely not. Come, but he understands. He's speaking to a certain audience. He's speaking yeah. to the dope boys. He's speaking to the guys that like that kind of music and like to bump it in their car. Like Kendrick speaking to people on a different level. So for me, I like that. I mean, you you were the one that sent me that album, the Pusha T. Say, hey, you got a new Pusha T album. And I remember you know going on walks around the neighborhood, listening to it, and the beats are good. His flows, you know, it gets you. It's a different. It's a whole nother vibe, right? Yeah. Compared to Kendrick Lamar, but to me. I mean, it's not even close. Like it, it, you know. It, this is a, this is an interesting it, comment. Yeah, Tea is just another blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like, jeez. Um, I mean, Push T. He, I mean, as long as he, but he, I think he's a president of the good music. Like he's, you know, executive and. But yeah, I think he he knows what his audience is, and he doesn't try to st- move away. Where I think obviously yeah. Kendrick's a better rapper. Sure. But more, it's going to be more important to the culture than Pusha T. I think Pusha T, even one of his songs, he said he, he wish he had fans J. Cole has. But J. Cole is a little bit more diverse. He could talk about many things. Like, no one's going to ever put Pusha T on their top five. I'm not no. suggesting that. No. But I'm just saying, in terms of, I don't know, maybe think, you know what? Uh, you know, probably why Pusha T keeps things to me like it's back to normal. It's a okay. normalization, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and not too heavy. It's not always serious. Stuff. It's not always, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm putting push T on, and it's like just like five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, he's gonna sell drugs and shoot people, <laughs> and then or get other people to shoot people, and he's See, gonna have, have, he's gonna take I, women to Brazil, <laughs> and he's gonna have sex with them. And I'm like, this is the kind of normalcy that I would enjoy. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, so, so that's, but that's not normal. I can't relate to that. I, I I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Neither can you. So, like, come on. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. You don't. You stare. Like, you look at me and all right. I know you look at me and think, oh, Hannibal, he's been in jail a few times. I'll tell you right now, Pedro. I have never been in jail. I've never been in trouble. I know you look at me like, I've been to jail. I've been gangster ass dude. I am not that person. So yeah, I, I've been in jail. I say that, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not selling coke and taking Brazilian models <laughs> to my island and listening to you know watching Scarface all day. Like nah, no. That's why I like Kendrick. He's a little. It's just different. It's it's kind. Of, you know, I'm a big Nas fan, right? So like Kendrick is in that same kind of vein to me in some ways. And yeah. like push push your T's more like uh, I don't know. Somebody. He's just. It's just different. You know. He's he's more. It's more club music, you know. So yeah. it's just whatever flavor you like for that moment. But um, definitely like the Kendrick Lamar album more. I've listened to that one more, and I've listened to both of them a decent amount. But I've definitely listened to the Kendrick album more. So yeah, I'm de- this is definitely a um, a minority opinion. So I I, I definitely not like. Um, we're gonna like I said, I'm gonna send you like of some other because you know you know Tyler Quali and Most Def made an album. Now the problem is it's only for their podcast platform Luminary. Which you have to mm. pay for, which kind of gets Sucks. you a point. Like, okay, how you get access to it. Um, but I'm like, I can't wait because I, I love a black star. I mean, that's one of the greatest uh, Absolutely. Adam, like, 
So I may have to at least try to at least get one month so I can listen to it to see if it's just as good as the stuff they did before. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I say I, I think what's going to happen is yeah, Kendrick's going to win best rap album. I don't foresee another album coming in the next couple of months that's going to top what he has. It's really important. I think a lot of people should just listen to it. Absolutely. Um, it, it, you're learning something. There's way more substance with the Pusha T stuff. Uh, Pusha T could have won if he was in a different year, but as long as J. Cole's going to drop in one year and Kendrick, and if they just keep... He's not going to win. Yeah, it's no. hard to kind of jump into that. So, no. um, Hector Mello says, I handle no respect for Jake. Oh, I love Jake Cole now. Now, his last album, I've, I still listen to it to this day. I, yeah, that's a, it's a great album. He, for me, I'd like, he could, he seemed like he balanced the substance with the kind of music that you could put on the radio. Like, he has a perfect balance. So, it's just like Nas yes. or, or Jay Z, where they, they know how to craft music where everyone can get into it. You got the athletes who love it, obviously, yeah. other entertainers. We can all enjoy J. Cole. I know some people call him boring. Yeah. To each his own. I mean, I'm not going to, like, I don't think he's, I don't see how you can consider him boring. But again, like you said, those are probably Pusha T fans. It depends because, you know, you got like, uh, you mentioned athletes and people. Like, yeah, a lot of the athletes, if you ask them who they like, they're not going to mention Kendrick or J. Cole. They'll probably mention Future, Little Baby, The Baby. Uh, you know, uh, they're gonna uh, young. Uh, what's the I forget the other guy from Young uh, Everything, man. Little, little Little Dirk. Like they're gonna mention that. They're gonna mention those kind of dudes, and they make different kind of music than the J. Coles and the Kendricks. And you know, they're gonna mention Drake. I mean, everybody. You know, Drake. It, it is what it is, right? But yeah. I, it just depends on what you know. I think you're. You know, if you want, if you're warming up to play a basketball game, do you want to listen to Kendrick Lamar? Probably not. You probably want to listen to something that's gonna get you a little hype. Right. Yeah. You're going to listen yeah. to something else. So it just depends on the mood that you're in, I think, which is great about hip hop because there's so many different types for me, different types of albums and artists within this genre. So, you know, if I'm going on a walk with my with my kid, yeah, I'm going to listen to a little Kendrick, maybe a little Nas. Right. If I'm going for a run, maybe I'm listening to something different. I'm listening to Pusher T. I'm listening to some old Buster Rhymes or some DMX or something. Right. Because I'm getting a little hype. It's a little bit different. So, yeah, that's what's yeah. good about hip hop. It's it's a it's a. It's a little bit for everything. That's why we're going to talk about a lot on this uh, platform here. We're going to talk about a little bit more of everything. We may do some top five lists. We may argue about, you know, best producers. I've, I've said in the last episode that I think, uh, <laughs> I think Kanye West will eventually be the greatest producer who ever lived for rap music. And that's a very bold, crazy statement. But he's bold and crazy, so I'm gonna bet on Kanye. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's bold and ambitious, and he thinks he could change the world. So that's where I'm going to go. Um, but it's, people put in the chat been putting some really good uh, suggestions. Tech Nine is fantastic. Tech Nine, from, he's from Kansas City, man. He's, he's yeah. like only four hours away from me. Tech Nine is unbelievable. Independent. Um, he's independent. He's yeah, he's good. Yeah, making tons of money, just doing it all by himself. Yeah. Uh, Immortal Technique, obviously, Papoose, fantastic. Oh, Immortal Technique, um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we go. We're gonna kind of deep dive in a lot of them. I mean, you know, we're not necessarily gonna be talking about Kodak Black, unless you want us to. Because I got that video show page a couple of <laughs> where he, j- um, I mean, it uh, actually, uh, we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about it next week, but it was yeah. the most weirdest interview I've ever seen of Kodak Black. Kodak Black is a guy clearly tweaking on all types of medication, all kinds of stuff, man. Perks yeah. and all that stuff. And 
that's another weird thing about hip hop now where it's a lot of pill popping involved where I don't know if that was happening in the nineties. Like we, we, like you talked about crack, right? I think nine, yeah, nineties. You're smoking. They're smoking. <laughs> you talked about it, you're a rapper. You wouldn't talk. You wouldn't. Nah, they're, they're smoking. They're smoking some law or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But oh, they're doing maybe a little line of coke or something like that. Maybe they're, they're, not, they're, they're, not, they're not. They're not. They're not popping. They're not popping pit. Like it's different. Yeah. yeah like I, I don't know if you were a big fan of uh, Juice World, but that guy was immensely talented. You know, I didn't. I, I know gr- Juice World, but I didn't. I didn't get into his music. I wasn't. I didn't. Yeah. It I didn't tell you anything. I don't know if you get a second chance to check it out. Now it's definitely emotional, kind of. He's in his bag. He was in his bag a lot, but the guy yeah. could write songs. The guy could rap, and the dude just decided, you know, had I guess he got caught trafficking drugs on a plane. No, he was yeah, he was going. I think he was on a plane, and he had he swallowed some drugs that he didn't know. He yeah, he didn't want to get in trouble, and then he wound up overdosing. Is what I heard. yeah. It, so it's like. That generation where I think mental health is a problem, I think that's how we are. You can tell how the music has kind of changed in that aspect. You know, where at least like Kid Cudi kind of was talking about depression. And you have like uh, Travis Scott, like it kind yeah. of kind of came into it. But how they're handling it is like they're making lots of money, but they're in, they're putting these things in their body. And you know, we can go to stats where so many overdoses are happening across the country. Yeah. It's a lot. And that's another thing we're going to be kind of breaking down a little bit is that on this platform, we're going to talk a little bit about those type of things because they're real and they actually are happening. But obviously we're going to keep it light, obviously, but you know, um, wow. This we'll, is we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that. Uh, we'll get into some of that important stuff here and there, you know, that happens because I think it's important to at least speak on it and share perspective, you know, Little yeah. Wayne and Kodak had their own podcast. Oh Lord, it'll be some incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> we forget about Little Wayne. Little Wayne is—he's a goat for a lot of people, actually. He's oh yeah, in a lot of people's top. I mean, yeah. he had a and run. Kendrick there. has a lot of great things to say about Little Wayne. Yeah, I guess he had a run four or five years where he was dropping some albums, the like Carter albums. I mean, he was on top of the game for a while. Like, yeah, big, definitely, big definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, mental health is rampant in our world today, but you know. Hopefully we can at least talk about it and at least have not to say strategies. So we're not therapists, but at least we can kind of talk about it where, you know, you're not alone. We all kind of deal with it, especially coming out of the last two years. Yeah. It's been crazy, but you know, we all here, we, you know, still working hard, still taking care of families and, you know, still have a mission, a purpose. That's what it's all about. So that's kind of what this uh, podcast is all about. Now we just almost, we're about to hit an hour. Um, I'll ask you right now. What do you think about this first show, Major? What do you think? Well, I have to reconsider our friendship and this <laughs> podcast because you said that a Pusha T album was better than the Kendrick Lamar. So Come on, I'm the sk- I'm skipping your Shannon. Uh, <laughs> I'm Stephen A. And your JJ Ray. Like you're gonna just I'm gonna say some outrageous things and hopefully it'll get some traction. Now listen, uh, yeah, man, I- this has been this been great. Me, you know me, me and you could sit. We could probably talk all day right <laughs> like literally i think we could sit here and just ramble and, and have great conversations and and disagree and agree and learn from each other so it's been this has been great man i've been looking forward to this since you brought it up uh seven months ago or something yeah, like, yeah back in like the before the new year like so this has been something for the guys watching and watching the replay we've been talking about this for a while and it's like a, i i call it a passion project for us you know because we're passionate about these things and both of us are content creators doing other kind of content, which we like and we make money, 
doing that kind of work. But this is what we this is who we are in a lot of ways, you know, basketball, hip hop or dads. We like to talk about like mental health and our, our history, our, you know, our relationships. And like so this has been great, man. I think it was a great start. And I think it's really cool. That a lot of people came in on the first show. So, yes, everyone who decided to jump in. Thank you very much. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe. We're going to be here every Wednesday at 10. Now, we didn't discuss how we were going to do it. At first, we thought, all right, we go live or maybe we record and premiere it. I guess we'll figure that out. <laughs> Either way, we're going to be here. We're going yeah. to be here every week uh, having different types of topics. So, you know, if you like what you hear, you know, obviously you want to share it as well. Um, other Hit the than thumbs that, up. Hey, guys, listen, listen, I'm a thumbs up. I, I, I never have a problem asking for a thumbs up. If you like the content, hit the thumbs up. That's what helps the YouTube algorithm. It helps us out. We appreciate y'all. Um, this is fun, fun. This is only this. We're only scratching the surface here. So continue to rock with us. And we'll give you guys some uh, interesting topics and we'll laugh and we'll cry. And I'll look at Hannibal like he's crazy sometimes. And like that's today. gonna be what it is. So <laughs> like today. <laughs> but on that note, we we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. I know it's getting a little late for you guys. I appreciate everyone that came in. Really, really appreciate it. Cause it's just like starting a whole new thing, like in that channel when it went over hundred subscribers, it's kinda like when I, my channel went like you just thought, oh, this is great. So yeah. thank you guys for even checking it out. And on that note, guys, uh, we'll be back. All right. So don't, you know, don't worry. No more teasers, none of that type of stuff. We will be here every single week. Yes, Thank you guys and have a fantastic night.